I really, really hope that you enjoyed following in the footsteps of the greatest journey ever just a few minutes ago. And that got me thinking, okay, what has been the greatest journey that you have made in 2022? What is the greatest journey you've made? Why not turn, share with the person next to you what the greatest journey you made this year has been? All right, all right. Hopefully, hopefully you've had a little bit of time to share about your greatest journey of this year. Keep those conversations going after the service. We'll be stopping to have refreshments out in the foyer. Um, do keep chatting, keep chatting with each other about what the greatest journey you've taken is. Now, if I was to take this microphone around the room and ask you all what the greatest journeys you've been on is, I'm sure we'd hear some pretty amazing uh, journeys that people have gone on. We had the Northern Lights visit. I was talking to Dawn. Um, she saw the Northern Lights this year, which is amazing. Um, I know some people here have jet-setted around the world on holidays. Some people have gone all the way around, which is amazing. Um, some people here, it might have been that for you, your greatest journey was visiting a newborn uh, grandson or granddaughter. Um, or maybe, maybe your greatest journey this year was just finally being able to go and see somebody that you haven't been able to see for the last few years for various different reasons. Now, earlier this year... I did have my greatest journey of 2022. And actually, would you believe it? It started right here. 28th of May at around 8.30 in the morning, I went over to the hub. And if those of you can remember, does anyone, can anyone remember what happened on that day? Why was I here on a Saturday morning? Does anyone know? 28th of May? No, no, it was nothing to do with the Premier League. No, no, no. Go on, James. We had our NBC 150 launch breakfast here, um, and it was an amazing morning. We had breakfast over in the hub, and we heard a couple of talks um, from members of our church family about their memories of NBC, and they talked about the journey that we've gone on as a church over the next few weeks. So anyway, my greatest journey started here. I got fueled up with breakfast. And from there, I jumped into a car. I got, went to Crew Station. I got on a train, which ended me up at Liverpool South Parkway. I got a bus uh, from Liverpool South Parkway to the airport. I caught a flight to Paris. And all of this happens before midday. Okay? So this is part one of this epic journey. Plane to Paris, three different trains to go from the airport to the centre because of train strikes that we're all too familiar uh, with here now. And then there were yet more trains a little bit later in the day to get to and from a football stadium where I saw my beloved football team lose in the Champions League final. <laughs> we're not doing the play anymore. You don't need to do things like that. Way to rub it in. Anyway... There were various different buses and trains the following day as well to get around Paris. Then there was a bus back to the airport later on on the Sunday afternoon. And then finally there was a flight back to Heathrow and I touched down again in the UK 37 hours after I sat over in the hub over there having my breakfast. It was quite a journey for me and I imagine it probably would have been the greatest journey I'd ever been on if I'd seen Liverpool win, but they didn't. Ah well... Uh, but it was still a proper, proper journey. Where am I going with all of this? Well, all the way through the Christmas story, we read about and witness some amazing journeys. Our play we looked at earlier was all about it, and I think these journeys really do rival the 37 hours from here to Paris and back. 
In our nativity a few moments ago, we saw the journey that Mary and Joseph went on. They went from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And even after they'd made the four-day journey, they still faced issues trying to find somewhere to stay. All of the hotels were full. There was no place for them at the inn. So they had to stay the night in a small stable. And as we all here know, the birth of Jesus happened in what we would all agree were less than ideal conditions. We also saw the journey of the shepherds, starting with the surprise that they were the first to know of this newborn child. The angelic choir was singing out into the night, and that sparked for them a journey which took them from their flocks of sheep in the hills outside the town, down into the town below, to find the child there that was going to change the world. And finally... We heard of the longest journey in the Christmas story, the star-led journey of the wise men. This was estimated to take four to five months through challenging terrain to bring gifts of great importance to the newborn king of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And when we often think of the Christmas story, they are the three journeys that we often think about, aren't they? Mary and Joseph, the shepherds and the wise men. But that just tells us of the earthly version of the story. And it kind of misses the whole point of why we celebrate at Christmas time at all. All through this Advent season, we've been looking at the heavenly version of this story. And we read it in the first chapter of John's Gospel. And hopefully it's going to appear on the screen for you to follow along with. This is what it says. John 1, chapter 1. In verse 1, starting at verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And moving to verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. This is the greatest journey ever made. Forget day trips to Paris or even jet setting around the world. This right here, the heavenly view of Christmas, is the most amazing journey of all time. God coming into the world to change everything for each and every one of us. Leaving the best place on earth, not Anfield, not the Bet365 Stadium, but leaving the best place on earth. The place that he created, his home, heaven, and coming down here to live amongst us. A translation that we've often used through this season says that the word, that is God, became flesh and blood and moved into the neighbourhood. This is the beauty of Christmas. God making the greatest journey of all time from his home in heaven to our home in, on earth. God moving into the neighbourhood. God with you and with me. Emmanuel, God with us. And in that moment, on that crazy night in Bethlehem, full of uncertainty, jeopardy, busyness, a chain reaction began to take place. 
Because the baby that we see lying here in the manger didn't stay tiny forever. And lots of people like to think that that's it. But it's not. Because as our nativity earlier said, that baby became a child and had to learn things just as we all do. He kept growing and growing and ended up doing amazing things. He performed many miracles and taught other people about God. But that offended some people. That offended people who got it all wrong. And even today, this story, the story of Jesus, is really offensive to a lot of people. But eventually we read in the Bible that it became so offensive that Jesus was put to death on a cross. And that's what we remember at Easter time. But you know, this whole journey was all part of God's plan. He did it because he loves us. And to save us from all our sins, all of the bad things that we do. But as our Bible tells us, he didn't stay dead. Jesus is alive again and has totally transformed everything for us. His story hasn't ended. This journey is still ongoing and he's still here right now with us in the neighbourhood. And so amidst everything that's going on this Christmas, amidst all of the journeys that you're going to make, the running around you'll do and the busyness of everything, remember this truth. That God came into the world for you. God made this journey for you. He came down into the stable so that we can make sense of our lives, have hopes, experience joy, understand disappointment and endure suffering. He made this journey so that we can have the Holy Spirit living within us through the ups and downs of life. And just as he came to live amongst us around 2,000 years ago, so too does he stand before us this morning and he wants us to give our lives over to him again this Christmas. All through the Christmas story, we see people make journeys and every time they make the journey, it's because they're saying yes to the wonder of the newborn king. And I want to encourage you this Christmas to do that yourself. Don't forget about the greatest journey of all time. God's saying to each of us here today, come and receive new life in the loving arms of the one who became a human being in Bethlehem all those years ago. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. If you need God's love this morning, be assured of it. If you need God's comfort today, then allow him to put his arms around you. And if you need to come back to God this Christmas, then respond by giving yourself over to him today. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. God sent his son to come and live with us. May we all experience Jesus and his overwhelming love for each of us this Christmas. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you sent your son on a journey from heaven down to earth to show your love for us so that we could be friends with you. 
thank you for this message of hope, joy, and peace. And we thank you that this is open to every single person. We pray that over this Christmas time, you'll help each of us to know your hope, joy, and peace. And we pray that you'll help us to never forget of this journey that you went on. Be with us now and as we move towards Christmas. Amen.